You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills. All using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. The global community confronts spyware. Canon patches critical vulnerabilities in printers. Barracuda recommends mitigations for web application firewall issues. Group IB warns of resume looters. Millions are at risk after a data breach in France. Research from the UK reveals contradictory approaches to cybersecurity. Meta's oversight board recommends updates to Facebook's manipulated media policy. We've got a special segment from the Threat Vector podcast examining Avanti's Connect Secure and Policy Secure products. And it's time to brush up on IoT security. It's Tuesday, February 6, 2024. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is your CyberWire Intel Briefing. Thank you for joining us today. It is great to have you with us. The U.S. has introduced a new visa restriction policy targeting individuals involved in misusing commercial spyware. Announced yesterday by Secretary of State Antony Blinken, this policy enables the State Department to impose visa restrictions on those who participate in, facilitate, or benefit from the abuse of commercial spyware. This move is part of a broader effort to curb malicious digital espionage by foreign governments and companies, which have historically enabled cyber attacks against human rights activists, journalists, and opposition figures in developing countries. The policy also extends to investors and operators of misused spyware. It follows President Biden's executive order last year aimed at curbing the malevolent use of digital spy tools targeting U.S. personnel and civil society. This included barring U.S. agencies from conducting business with such companies and adding several surveillance firms to the economic trade blacklist, such as Hungary-based Citrox, Greek firm Intellexa, and Israeli companies NSO Group and Kandiru. Organized under the Immigration and National Act, The policy applies to a wide range of individuals involved in digital operations that surveil, harass, suppress, or intimidate journalists, activists, dissidents, marginalized communities, vulnerable populations, and their family members. 
In March of last year, the U.S. and partner countries advocated for stricter domestic and international controls to counter the proliferation and misuse of commercial spyware. The U.K. and France are hosting a conference at Lancaster House in London this week to launch the Pall Mall Process, a new international initiative addressing the proliferation of commercial spyware, attended by 35 nations, big tech leaders, legal experts, human rights defenders, and vendors of cyber intrusion tools. The conference will see the signing of a declaration committing to joint action on this issue, including a follow-up meeting in Paris in 2025. Israeli officials are not attending, and it's notable that the attendee list lacks vendors providing the controversial services targeted by the conference. Dr. Joseph Devani from King's College London noted the importance of engaging beyond like-minded states for progress. The absence of countries like Israel, which hosts sanctioned companies for cyber tool trafficking, was significant. Of the attendees, only 24 of 35 signed a pledge for greater action, with countries like Hungary and Mexico linked to spyware abuses not signing. The U.S. is a signatory. Staying with spyware, Google's Threat Analysis Group reported that government hackers exploited three undisclosed vulnerabilities in Apple's iPhone OS, using spyware developed by the European startup Veriston. This campaign, discovered in March of 2023, targeted iPhones in Indonesia with a malicious SMS link leading to spyware infection and redirection to a local news article. Apple has not commented on this finding. Veriston, a Barcelona-based company, is gaining attention for its spyware tools, previously analyzed by Google. The company, facing employee departures, collaborates with entities like Protected AE from the UAE to develop and sell spyware packages, incorporating Veriston's Heliconia software. Despite the focus on Israeli firms like NSO Group in recent years, Google's report highlights the growing reach of European spyware makers like Veriston, Cyforgate, RCS Lab, and Neg. Japanese electronics firm Canon has released software updates to fix seven critical vulnerabilities affecting various small office printer models. These buffer overflow bugs carry a high CVSS score of 9.8 and pose risks of remote code execution and denial of service attacks. Canon urges customers to install the latest firmware available on their regional websites to enhance security. No exploits have been reported, but users are advised to increase printer security by using firewalls or routers and setting private IP addresses. These vulnerabilities were reported to Canon through Trend Micro's zero-day initiative. Barracuda has released a security advisory for its web application firewall, detailing seven high-to-critical vulnerabilities. These issues, split into two categories, involve bypassing WAF protections. Category 1 vulnerabilities allow bypassing file upload protections using HTTP methods other than POST, risking remote code execution or local file inclusion. Category 2 vulnerabilities pertain to bypassing JSON security protections through unspecified HTT methods in API specifications. Barracuda recommends updating firmware and adjusting HTTP method restrictions to address these security concerns. 
Group IB discovered a large-scale malicious campaign by a group they call Resume Looters, targeting job search and retail websites across the Asia-Pacific region, particularly in India, Taiwan, Thailand, Vietnam, China, and Australia. Between November and December of 2023, resume looters infected at least 65 websites using SQL injection and XSS attacks, stealing databases containing over 2 million unique emails, names, phone numbers, and job-related information. This stolen data was subsequently sold on Telegram channels. Resume looters primarily used penetration testing frameworks and tools like SQL Map, Acunetics, and Metasploit to inject malicious SQL queries and retrieve substantial user data. Over 70% of their victims are in the Asia-Pacific, but compromised websites were also found in countries like Brazil, the U.S., and Russia. The group's XSS attacks aim to steal HTML code and potentially admin credentials by implanting malicious scripts on legitimate job sites. To counter such attacks, companies are advised to use parameterized statements, perform input validation, and conduct regular security assessments. Millions of people in France are at risk of fraud due to a data breach at Viamedis, a company that handles third-party payments for 84 insurance providers. Viamedis manages payments for over 20 million people. The breach, announced on February 2nd, exposed sensitive data, including names, civil status, dates of birth, social security numbers, and insurance provider details. However, bank information, postal addresses, phone numbers, and emails were not compromised. Viamedis has disconnected the compromised program. This disconnection might affect third-party payments with opticians, and hearing aid specialists. Viamedis has filed a police complaint and informed the French Data Protection Authority. New research from UK security firm SenseOn reveals that the UK's largest organizations have a contradictory approach to cybersecurity. The survey of 250 IT and security decision makers from UK and Irish companies with over 250 employees found a prevalent belief that purchasing more cybersecurity tools enhances protection. However, adopting these tools takes an average of two and a half months, detracting from critical activities like threat hunting and security awareness training. Two-thirds of respondents from the largest companies with between five and 10,000 employees see third-party risk as a primary challenge, contradicting the notion that more tools equal better security. This creates a cycle where organizations keep buying tools only to worry about the risks and time consumed in integrating these new systems. The constant introduction of new tools, often difficult to manage due to staffing shortages, adds stress and workload to already overwhelmed security teams. The stress impacts staff retention, with 95% of respondents acknowledging it as a factor. To reduce stress... 83% suggested tools using AI for automation, and 81% recommended security awareness training. A fake video depicting U.S. President Joe Biden inappropriately touching his granddaughter circulated on Facebook and other platforms, leading to calls for Meta to revise its policy on deepfakes and manipulated content. The video, edited from footage of Biden voting in the 2022 U.S. midterm elections, 
was not removed by Meta as it didn't meet their current manipulated media policy criteria. This policy currently applies only to content created using AI or showing people saying things they didn't say. Meta's oversight board criticized the policy as too narrow and ineffective against misinformation, especially with the upcoming elections in 2024. The board suggested expanding the policy to include all forms of altered content, whether AI-generated or not, and to cover actions people did not do. They also recommended labeling manipulated content instead of removing it, providing clear definitions of the harms intended to be prevented, and unifying the policy's presentation for clarity. This move aims to address misinformation more effectively, considering the prevalence of non-AI-altered misleading content. Coming up after the break, we've got a special segment from the Threat Vector podcast examining Avanti's Connect Secure and Policy Secure products. Stay with us. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use with zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. The Threat Vector Podcast is right here on the CyberWire Podcast Network, presented by Palo Alto Network's David Moulton, Director of Thought Leadership at their Unit 42. In his most recent episode, he spoke with guest Sam Rubin, VP and Global Head of Operations, and Ingrid Parker, Senior Manager of the Intel Response Unit, diving deep into the critical vulnerabilities found in Avanti's Connect Secure and Policy Secure products. Here's their conversation. 
These Avanti vulnerabilities are being actively exploited by a wide variety of threat actors. So you really need to take action now. This is not something um, that is an area where you can really wait. Welcome to the Threat Factor segment, where Unit 42 shares unique threat intelligence insights, new threat actor TTPs, and real-world case studies. Unit 42 has a global team of threat intelligence experts, incident responders, and proactive security consultants dedicated to safeguarding our digital world. I'm your host, David Moulton, Director of Thought Leadership for Unit 42. In today's episode, I'm joined by Sam Rubin, Global Head of Operations for Unit 42, and Ingrid Parker, Senior Manager for Unit 42's Intel Response Unit. We're going to discuss the escalating situation related to two new Avanti vulnerabilities found in Avanti Connect Secure and Policy Secure products. Sam, Ingrid, thanks for joining me today on Threat Vector. Let's get right into it. Sam, software vulnerabilities are actually pretty common. What makes these last two Ivanti vulnerabilities so critical? Yeah, thanks, David. So I think the first thing to point out is that software vulnerabilities are common, but anytime it's on something like a VPN concentrator, uh, people take notice. This is how uh, you authenticate to a, uh, a network or an organization from the outside, from the internet. So if that has a vulnerability, um, we've, got, we've got something to pay attention to. And then in particular, with respect to the Avanti situation, we have this series of um, vulnerabilities that were identified uh, over the month of January. We had two disclosed on January 10th, and then two more on the 31st. And so this sort of string of continuing um, vulnerabilities um, that have been exploited led, got a lot of attention from um, the federal government sort of leading up to uh, the U.S. Cybersecurity and Infra- Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA, issuing a directive for all federal agencies to disconnect any affected Avanti products no later than 11.59 p.m. Um, this past Friday on Friday, February 2nd. How do directives from CISA influence the response strategies of non-governmental organizations and the broader cybersecurity community? Sure. So I think the first point here is that uh, this type of directive, um, this type of action from CISA is not common. It uh, really highlights the severity of the situation and the perspective that they have that they don't feel comfortable that this is under control and that they're sort of issuing a mandate here to all federal agencies. You need to take action, and that action is to get this software off of your network so you're not using it. It's an unusual step, and I think it really um, brings to the attention of um, IT and security administrators um, nationwide, certainly and potentially globally, that they should probably be doing the same, or at least seriously considering it. Ingrid, can you explain the nature and potential impact of the newly disclosed vulnerabilities from Avanti Connect Secure and Policy Secure products and why they're considered so high risk? Absolutely. Thanks for for having us on, David. So when you look at these vulnerabilities, 
you really want to focus on the first two that came out. Those work in tandem with each other. And there you're looking at an authentication bypass vulnerability and a command injection vulnerability. And the combination of those actually allows attackers without authentication to run arbitrary commands on a compromised system. So that basically gives that that malicious actor access to do whatever they want to on a system. At that point, Avanti put a set of mitigations and was starting to work on patches in place. However, these two new vulnerabilities put those same systems back at risk again. So even if you are taking care of what happened with the first two vulnerabilities, you are now having that that same issue. And in this case, it's uh, very similar. They're they're different types technically. One's a privilege escalation vulnerability. One's a server-side request forgery vulnerability. These allow hackers to establish persistent system access, including full compromise of your target information systems. And when that happens, that means an actor not only can act on the system that they've gotten access to, but they can move laterally within your environment. They can perform data exfiltration. They can take a lot of other actions that go beyond just compromising that single system. And so it's this combination plus the buildup of having multiples of these that is really putting um, users at risk and needing to take action in order to mitigate these vulnerabilities. Given that the proof of concept code for these vulnerabilities has been publicly released and we're seeing active exploitation of these vulnerabilities, what immediate steps should organizations take to mitigate the risk of exploitation, especially as the patches are still being made available? Number one is go to the Avanti site, read their documentation, understand the options that are available to you, whether that's a mitigation option, whether that's a patching option, figure out what you can actually do in this space, assuming that you are at risk, and consider some of the guidance that CISA has put out, especially when it comes to things like actually disconnecting your system, um, figuring out you know, what you need to do for additional monitoring. Avanti itself um, is actually recommending as a best practice that all customers factory reset their appliance before they apply to patch to prevent the threat actor from gaining upgraded persistence. And so it's really important that you go through, read this set of documentation, understand um, what's out there and the order that you want to do things in order to make sure that you're going to put yourself in a great protection point. And from there, you need to continue to hunt for potential activity, knowing that these uh, vulnerabilities were in place before patches and mitigations came out. And as I mentioned before, an actor can move laterally. They can be in other parts of your system. So even as you're patching the Ivanti uh, applications, you want to go ahead and be looking for other types of activity that are going on. And so making sure that you're doing the immediate triage for today, but also looking for things that might have happened beyond just that particular um, appliance is going to be really important. Ingrid and Sam, thanks for joining me today on this segment of Threat Vector. To hear our full conversation, listen and subscribe to our podcast. For the latest insights and research on the Avanti vulnerabilities, visit the Unit 42 Threat Research Center. A link to the threat brief on the Avanti vulnerabilities is linked in the show notes. If you believe that you are at risk because of an Avanti vulnerability, Palo Alto Networks is offering a no-cost, no-obligation emergency bundle for your organization. You can find the details on our website, and we'll provide a direct link in our show notes. If you think that you may be under attack, contact the experts at Unit 42 to help assess your risk and exposure. We'll be back in two weeks. Until then, 
Stay secure. Stay vigilant. Goodbye for now. Once again, be sure to check out the Threat Vector podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And finally, a report out of Switzerland claims that cyber criminals have hijacked approximately 3 million smart toothbrushes using them to create a botnet for a distributed denial-of-service attack. These internet-connected toothbrushes, typically used for monitoring dental hygiene habits, were compromised via vulnerabilities in the Java programming language. The malware-infected devices were then used to target and overload a Swiss company's website server. Toothbrushes. Internet-connected toothbrushes. Here's a little personal tidbit. I have been fortunate throughout my life to have an unusually high resistance to tooth decay. Through a combination of good luck and good dental hygiene, I have never had a cavity. It is my superpower. I'm still trying to figure out a way to use my abilities for the greater good. And that's the Cyberwire. For links to all of today's stories, check out our daily briefing at thecyberwire.com. We'd love to know what you think of this podcast. You can email us at cyberwire at n2k.com. We're privileged that N2K and podcasts like The Cyberwire are part of the daily intelligence routine of many of the most influential leaders and operators in the public and private sector, as well as the critical security teams supporting the Fortune 500 and many of the world's preeminent intelligence and law enforcement agencies. N2K Strategic Workforce Intelligence optimizes the value of your biggest investment, your people. We make you smarter about your team while making your team smarter. Learn more at n2k.com. This episode was produced by Liz Stokes. Our mixer is Trey Hester with original music by Elliot Peltzman. Our executive producers are Jennifer Iben and Brandon Karp. Our executive editor is Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler. 
the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI.